interesting because this story is this incident. Vivi, what the fuck? <laughs> it's the other cats. Jesus Christ. All right, everybody's out. Everybody's out. Go harass your brother. They're definitely going to throw down. Okay, so... Hello, mortals, monsters, and myth lovers alike. You're listening to Podcast Poseidon, where we explore how ancient myths become modern pop culture, reading Rick Riordan's Percy Jackson and the Olympians. This is Chapter 25, Cyclopses. I'm your co-host, on loan from the Hunters of Artemis, Darian Smart. Joining me is my co-host and brother, hailing from Katheria Island, DJ. Uh, it's pronounced Kathera. I'm so sorry. You should be. Uh, how's everybody doing today? Um, Kathera is the home of Polyphemus, uh, at least in the Assassin's Creed Odyssey game. Yeah, like put an I in there. That's not no. no. It's, it's K Y T H E R A. Cool. Well, hey, let's uh, we'll swing by the camp store so we can find that I I misplaced. <laughs> hey DJ, what's up? Did I ever tell you about the time Tinkerbell offended the evil queen from Snow White by trying to set her up with Robin Hood? What kind of fan fictions were you reading? Back in high school not, again. For the record, I did not read fan fiction because I didn't know it was a thing in high school. No, I'm talking about Once Upon a Time. You know, Disney's fairy tale soap opera. Was it was it produced by Disney? Yes. Oh, yes, this I didn't was even know Disney that. version. Yes. I, didn't, I didn't know it was produced by Disney. Yo, do you know how many times that song from Beauty and the Beast played during that thing, during Rumpelstiltskin and Belle getting together? <laughs> A lot. Imagine. I imagine. Uh, why are you bringing this up? Well, I'm bringing it up because you know how I often go on tangents on the podcast talking about the fairy tale soap opera, and I'll talk about it for five minutes. And have you ever wanted to hear me go on like maybe four fifty five minutes longer than that uh, with four other people, but you're not there personally? No, but I'm certain our listeners would have loved to hear more. And <laughs> if you are one such, thank you, DJ. And if you are one such listener. You should check out Entering Storybook. Entering Storybook is a new Once Upon a Time podcast co-hosted by me and Fran from the Best Damn Camp Pod and Robert from Into the Universe and the Best Damn Meme page on Instagram and Carter and Erica from Seedweebian Podcast. Yes, it's a bunch of Universe podcasters all talking about something that is not Percy Jackson. We'll see how long that lasts. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. It is. We're going to go episode by episode analyzing how we felt about it back when those shows were airing 10 years ago what it's like now, and mostly giving Fran a platform to gush about how much she shipped Swan Queen. Swan and I love Queen. her for that. I love this journey for her. And it's we already recorded the first two episodes. It's going to be super fun. If you're into that, come check us out. It's Entering Storybook. We'll be airing the first episode on Saturday, October 23rd. Check us out in your favorite podcatcher. Nice. My favorite character in that was Rumpelstiltskin. He was really cool. Mine too! On a more serious note, it's a new month, which means it's time for a new Patreon donation. Every month, we donate $1 for every patron we have over on Patreon to a charitable organization. In observance of Indigenous Peoples Day, this month we are donating to Native Women's Wilderness. This organization was created to bring Native women together to share their stories. Donations to NWW help build community through support groups, fund scholarships for outdoor leadership training for women, and provide scholarships for wilderness camping experience to school-age girls. 
We currently have six patrons, so we'll be donating an additional $20 out of pocket, bringing our total donation to $26. Thank you to our patrons for making this donation possible. And now, on to the show. All right, DJ, what do you remember about Cyclopses in Sea of Monsters? But I guess in this case, specifically, Polyphemus. Uh, I remember him being partially to like 90% blind Mm -hmm. because, I mean, obviously this is after the Odyssey with uh, Odysseus. Mm -hmm. So he has already been stabbed by nobody. Mm -hmm. And uh, we also had Tyson. Tyson! Percy's brother, technically speaking. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Tyson's great. I love Tyson. Uh, Polyphemus, he was... Trying to marry Grover. Who I disguised himself as a lady cyclops. Yep. He disguised himself as a lady cyclops because he had a veil in front of his face mm-hmm. and a wedding dress because that's where he had to inform Percy, hey, um, I'm in trouble. <laughs> come get me. Come get me. Come mom, get me. mom, I'm, come pick me up. <laughs> mom, come, Percy, I need help. Please. Uh, I, yeah. And so he also had the golden fleece. Mm, he did have the golden fleece. Which is why Grover was being chased by him. Which is why, like, all, like, all every, every, yeah, every satyr who is, because Grover is out searching for Pan, so he's tracking nature, like, big nature magic, which the Golden Fleece has a lot Just of. An immense nature magic, and so, so it attracts so many satyrs, and Polyphemus is like, haha, yeah, I I'm eat gonna eat them. you. Seeds, uh, and sheep, so, and goats. Yeah, and so Polyphemus be- believed he was a lady cyclops, also because uh, to hide hide the goat smell... It's like, no, it's just perfume. I'm like, goat perfume, do you like it? Which is very much <laughs> as if, like, you were dating a chick because, man, she just, she just smells like bacon. Because she was bacon perfume. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's that's essentially what that is. But, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be super into that. That's if I'm being wild. Honest. That's wild. <laughs> I don't like, like, maybe it's like, oh, man, yeah, my, my partner, they, they always smell like bacon because, you know, I don't know, they, maybe they work in a kitchen and they work with bacon a lot yeah. i think that's different than being like yeah my partner smells like bacon because they wear bacon scented perfume she got it as a, i got it for her as a gag but now she like really likes it and just doesn't take it off <laughs> and, I, and i think she's trying to get back at me for the gag yeah <laughs> and you know what i love her all the more for it yeah it's pretty great <laughs> um but yeah that's what i remember of polyphemus and that well i guess annabeth also does like the whole nobody thing mm-hmm. and uh ends up Getting him off a cliff and he gets stabbed? Does he live? Yes. Polyphemus is the only monster to come in contact with Percy, Annabeth, and Grover to live. He is, yes. He lives. He he hits the boat and he he sinks the boat and he thinks he's defeated them. Yeah. But the hippocampi show up. Yep. I'm pretty sure. That sounds real. Yeah. Cool. It's because the rainbow, the hippocampi. Tyson's best friend in the whole yeah. wide world comes out. <laughs> the only person Tyson can legitimately rely on is Rainbow yeah. the Hippocampi. I stand by what I said. At least in that book. And then later, Tyson absolutely can rely on Percy. Well, yes. Yes, this is true. <laughs> this is true. So, in in the, the in Sea of Monsters specifically, uh, it says that like, Cyclopses are the children of gods and nymphs. Yeah. Specifically, one god. Poseidon. Poseidon. So we know Tyson is Poseidon's, or yeah, Tyson is Poseidon's son, which makes so him Percy's half-brother. So is Polyphemus, who specifically in lore was the son of Poseidon and the nymph Theusa. Probably. And that's all you need to know about that. Yeah. Well, that, so the Poseidon thing is actually really important, right? Because yeah. it's it's directly the reason why Odysseus has such a shitty fucking time. Oh, yeah. 
Because he fucks with Polyphemus and Missing the Titans like, that was my kid. Mm-hmm. Were you really proud of that one? Right? Were you really mm-hmm. proud of that one? <laughs> well, well, Odysseus is being a real dick. Yeah. Like, like a real dick. Yeah. But also, mm-hmm. Polyphemus was about to eat all his men. Yeah. So, like, it's a give and take here. Mm-hmm. So, back and forth. So, like, yeah, let's... Let's talk a little about that. Like, I think this is probably one of the most well-known stories oh, of yeah. the Odyssey. Like, you yeah. see it; it's something that I feel like nobody. The it's whole... nobody. It's it's it's. This is the this is specifically the the tale that really highlights like Odysseus is clever because oftentimes his cleverness just happens like a god showed up and gave him good advice, or he didn't happen to go on the party that got eaten by the giants. Yeah, this is the one we see a lot, and it's partially it's mostly because the Odysseus being clever. It's it's yeah. it is. Fun. It's fun to watch your your protagonist be clever. Yeah, yeah fight scenes oh, are great. But look, Dormammu, I've come to bargain, is one it's of the a, best dude, in the Marvel one. universe. I love Doctor Strange. It was such a fun movie. Because, I mean, yeah, Doctor Strange and Far From Home are my favorite Marvel movies because of the visuals. Oh, you just Solar like these trippy Jack Kirby visuals. I am so excited for No Way Home. <laughs> oh, oh, it's gonna be. Did you see that thing on Instagram I sent you? Uh, I haven't opened Instagram in a while. I see you send me messages, and I'm like, all right. <laughs> oh, you should see the one I sent you. You will, you will be like, yes, I want this to be true so bad. I'm so excited for No Way Home. But uh, the Odyssey. So we'll do a a quick rundown of of the the Odyssey story. So they end up on an island. They end up on an island. Another island. All right. This is interesting because this is one of like Odysseus's earliest adventures on his journey home from Troy, but it doesn't occur until, like, well over halfway through the Odyssey, you're into book nine. Yeah. Because at this point, Odysseus is telling the story of what he's been to to some king who he's actually found refuge on this guy's, in this guy's kingdom for a period of time. We'll get into more specific details of that, but, like, this is a flashback sequence. This is an extended flashback sequence. (laughs) But they end up on the island, right? And they're like, all right, well, we see some some smoke. Obviously, people live here. Let's go. Let's go see. Them. Let's go see if they're going to, like, maybe we'll get, if they'll, like, you know, give us hospitality. They fear the yeah. gods. They will give us hospitality. We are their guests. They'll give us supplies. So they go. Odysseus, some of his men, gets a polyphemus' cave. He's not home. But he's got, like, a shit ton of cheese. Hell yeah. Right? Goat cheese. Sheep cheese, probably. And his men are like, let's take the cheese and leave. And this is like, No. He might just give us some cheese and supplies. We're not going to steal his cheese. We'll stay here. So they stay. Should have taken the cheese and leave. Should have taken the cheese and leave. So they, they, well, here's what they do. They stay. They start a fire. They do a sacrifice to the gods, as you do. Uh, they do eat some of the cheese while they're there waiting. <laughs> Polyphemus shows up with all of his sheep and his rams. He's been hurting. Brings yeah. them in. Does his chores. Notices them there. And there's like, uh, who are you and why are you in my house? And Odysseus goes on this long thing. It's like, oh, we are travelers from Troy. We're Greek. We are here. If you, you fear Zeus, you will give us hospitality. And Polyphemus is like, uh, yeah, we don't uh, fear the gods here. We don't care what, what Zeus is doing on Olympus. Like, whatever. If I spare you, it's because of my kindness in my heart, not because of the gods. Hey, where's your uh, ship at? Where's your ship at? Odysseus is like, uh, lies. We were shipwrecked. We are the last of the crew. Don't worry about it. And then Polyphemus is like, Rat, and then immediately bashes in the skull of two of his men, and then he just eats them raw. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like something he'd do. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, all right, catch you later. And he goes to sleep, and Odysseus is like, I would have stabbed him. And his retelling of the story. 
But the door, you see, was uh, blocked by a giant boulder that we could not move. So we didn't stab him. Instead, they all got together and somehow had a giant, like, a mast of a ship? I'm not clear on how they got that. Who, who knows? They sharpen it. Yeah. The next day, Pythamus wakes up, eats two more men, goes to tend the sheep, comes back, eats two more men. <laughs> He's hungry. He's hungry. And then Odysseus, who happened to have had the presence of mind, like, I'm going to bring some of this nice wine we got. Before they went off into, like, the cave. They brought some wine. Yeah. So he gives them, what's that? You want, you want some wine? Some good wine, too. So Pelophemus does. And then he very promptly gets super sloshed on wine. And Odysseus is like, hey, man, I will uh, give you my name if you give me the hospitality that you're o- that I am owed. Uh, my name is, in this translation, of, I'm referencing uh, Emily. Oh, my God. I've said it a thousand times. Uh, in Emily Wilson's translation of the Odyssey, he says his name is No Man. No Man. Nah. Yeah. And Polyphemus is like, oh, no, man. Yeah, thank you so much for your name and your wine as hospitality. I'll eat you last. <laughs> then he passes out drunk. Understandable. And then they stab him in the eye. Hell yeah. <laughs> they set the thing on fire and they stab him in the eye. They blind him. He's raging, but now he can't find Odysseus or any of his men. So then he, Odysseus ties all of his men to the bottom of the sheep. And the next morning when they let out, when like, Polyphemus is like, well, I still got to take care of my damn sheep. Opens the thing to get them out. Like, he's, like, trying to make sure that they aren't trying to sneak out, but he can't feel them. He's expecting to, like, be around the sheep or on top of the sheep. He doesn't check underneath. Yeah. So Odysseus is, like, on the, like, the last ram. He's, like, holding on. The ram's going really slow. And and I didn't realize like, how much of that interaction is actually in Sea of Monsters. Because there's a little scene where, like, one of the rams is going slow. And Plyphemus is like, why are you going slow, little buddy? You're getting a little chubby. Literally happens in the Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> and so Plyphemus is like, oh, why are you so slow, Ram? You're usually the first to leave. Like, oh, are you sad because of my eyes been blinded? That's so sweet. Thank you. Good morning with it. me. Thank you so much. So they all get out. He goes down. Uh, oh, right. I forgot. So he screws the ball. I forgot the, 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 how no man is important. Yeah. Right. He gets stabbed. He comes out screaming. The other Cyclops is on the island. Roll up like, dude, what happened? Like, are you right? It was no man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very specifically. I'm going to reference it because this is like one of the things that Odysseus considered like so clever for doing because I mean it is pretty clever yes it is it is very clever so he's screaming other cyclopses come up and they're like oh hey are you okay we heard you screaming what's what's up is someone trying to kill you is someone stealing your herd or trying to kill you by some trick or force strong polyphemus from inside replied my friends no man is killing me by tricks not force their wards flew back to him if no one hurts you you are all alone Great Zeus has made you sick. No help from that. Pray to your father, mighty Lord Poseidon. <laughs> so, like, that's that's where, like, the cleverness comes in because, you know, he's going to scream when we stab him. Other yeah. Cyclopses are going to come. we got to get them to think that nothing's wrong or that, that, it, that no one else is there. Yeah. So they think he's like, oh, you're sick. You've been hurt because Zeus has done. So it's, poly- so it's interesting. Polyphemus is like, we don't care about the gods. Like, what? Oh, that's cares? clearly not true. No, yeah. Because <laughs> the clearly... other Cyclopses are very quickly like... Polyphemus is just a dick. Yeah. Literally is a dick. Like, that's the thing. So then, you know, they get... They have, oh, this isn't an escape. They take the sheep. They go on the ship. They're sailing off. Well, they and need then, food. Well, they need food. Exactly. They need food. And this is where Odysseus really fucks up. So they, they're going off the sailing way, and he, he shouts back at the, the, the Cyclops. Hey, you Cyclops idiot. The crew trapped in your cave did not belong to some poor weakling. Well, you had it coming. You had no shame at eating your own guests. So Zeus and other gods have paid you back. And he's taunting him, and his, uh, his men are like, hey, please stop. Hey, please, please don't do that. 
please don't do that. He's throwing rocks. And Brutus is like, nah. And that's when he's like, if any mortal asks you how your eye was mutilated and made blind, say that Odysseus, the city sacker, Lederius's son, who lives in Ithaca, destroyed your sight. <laughs> to which Polyphemus groans, the prophecy, it has come true at last. Because apparently there was some prophecy that said, uh, hey, this uh, soothsayer said that he told me that my Odysseus's hands would make me lose my sight. I always thought someone tall and handsome, strong and brave would come to me. But now this weakling, this little nobody has blinded me by wine he got the best of me. Come on, Odysseus, let me give you your gifts. And I ask Poseidon's help to get you home. I am his son and he is proud to be my father. He will hear me if he wants, though no one else, not God or man's, could do it. And then he like, you know, taunts him again. If only I could steal your life from you, I'd send you to Hades. And that's when, that's when Polyphemus prays to Poseidon is like, grant that Odysseus, the city slack, the city sacker, will never go home. Or if he's fated to see his family, then let him get there late and with no honor. In pain and lacking ships, having caused the death of all of his men, and let him find more trouble in his own house. Yeah, that's fair. And that's exactly what happens. Yeah. So, it's it's interesting because what's weird is that in Greek mythology, the Cyclopses are favored by Zeus. They make his lightning bolts. Yeah. Like, of all of the children of, of Gaia, Gaia, like the Titans, the Giants, the Hundred-Handed Ones, they all get banished. Yep. The Cyclopses get to hang out on that island that Zeus gave him, what it is in called the Assassin's Creed. Okay, uh, Cathera. Cathera. Thank you, thank you. I don't think it has a name in the Odyssey. It's just the island of the Cyclopses. Yeah. And so Polyphemus, like, jeering at Zeus and not giving his guests hospitality, which is, like, a big fucking deal. We talked about it in the September episode of the, of, of Remeth in, in Ponderland. The yep. idea of hospitality is very yeah. important, and Zeus yeah. is a god of hospitality. Check it out for our $10 plus patrons. You get a special Remeth episode in which you discuss other properties that have it's retellings. It's a lot of fun. I definitely enjoyed recording that episode. Yeah, check it out. So it's it's interesting that... Odysseus is, for everything he does to Polyphemus, he's very much, like, in the right to do so. I mean, yeah, a monster eating his men. They'll encounter monsters. It's the host... Like, Circe is hospitable. Yeah. Calypso is actually hospitable. Yeah. Maybe she turns them into pigs, but... No, that was Circe. And that was Circe. Yeah, sorry. Circe turns them into pigs, but, like, later on, it's fine. Yeah. They have... Like, Polyphemus doesn't offer the hospitality and thus gets everything he deserves, but when Odysseus shows hubris, which is... Greatly frowned upon. You can be good at what you do, but, like, they'll boast about it. Yeah. Like, dick, you're not Hercules. You're an asshole about it. That's when, that's when things really break bad for him. That's when yeah. he, like, asks Poseidon to, like, oh, never let him get home. And if he does make things worse. And I'd like to think that Poseidon's like, all right, I'll just never let him get home. And this is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude didn't have hospitality, though, so we got to break even. Yeah. Well, like, the second part. Second one. He's going to get home late, and all of his guys are just going to be dead. It's going to be him. Yeah. But he's still got to get home because Polyphemus didn't have hospitality. Polyphemus was a dick. So we got to give some leeway here. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I want to acknowledge that I announce, I pronounce every syllable in Polyphemus. And you just say it so smooth. Yeah. So smooth. Like just. Yeah. It's so good. I just, and I can't, I cannot pronounce it like that. Uh, side note, his name, uh, Polyphemus' name means the one who talks a lot, the man of many words. 
or much spoken or famous abounding in songs and legends. So he's a bard? Wouldn't that be interesting? He doesn't have a lot of bardic talent. No. Uh, in this story, but would you like to hear about his sympathetic villain prequel? Oh, <laughs> sure. Yeah. What is it? So, three centuries after we believe the Odyssey was composed. Okay. This poet, by the name of Philoxenus, wrote a poem that only fragments. We only have, like, kind of a couple things. And and most of what we know is actually a parody of this poem that was written later. It was either called Cyclops or Galatea. Mm-hmm. Galatea being the name of Polyphemus' sea nymph love interest. Understandable. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the the circumstances of this poem is fascinating because we don't know exactly when it was written, but the scholars are like, okay, it was definitely after, it was definitely before 388 BCE because that's when this other poem that was parody of this one was written. So it ought to be before, but it was definitely after the Odyssey. Four well, yes, but actually after 406 BCE because that's when Dionysius the first became the tyrant of Syracuse. Which was where the poet lived, and he was a court poet for Dionysus, and they think that maybe he might have had a, like, a thing for this, like, musician whose name was Galatius, but so did the Dionysius, and so he threw him in jail. All right. Yeah, maybe. Interesting. So, so that's a thing. Um, and now it's interesting that you, uh, say that he was a bard. Our, our, our good Cyclops friend, because in, in these later versions of the story, because, like, this first one is, like, the, the poem Cyclops is, like, the first one that, like, believed to be the first one that gave him a love interest. Yeah. Later Hellenistic poets would just run with that idea, and song became really important. Well, what his name means, the many-worded, or, like, the song, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Abounds, yeah. Yeah. Uh... Literally when, like, so so Polyphemus is into Galatea, but she's not vibrant on him. Usually he's like, it's, uh, he's ugly, he's a cyclops, whatever. I like this, I like this handsome uh, son of Pan who's like a herdsman. Yeah. But um, it's important to know that in these versions of the story, we're not dealing with the, 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 the violent brute who lives in a cave. Like, Polyphemus is a lot more like Odysseus. He gets people and their mm-hmm. weaknesses and has literary criticism. Yeah. <laughs> it's very much... Sympathetic villain backstory a la Disney style. 2,000 years before we got the mm, influx. It's pretty great. It is pretty great. Uh, anyway, so music is a big deal. He plays, in some ones he play in some versions, Polyphemus plays music to overcome his lovesickness. Uh-huh. And in others, it's stated like, oh, Galatea loved the other herds more because he was a, just a better musician. And it's just like, oh, that was his artistry. Um, the, the poem of the story usually is tragically. Yeah. Uh, Polyphemus finds Galatea and, and her lover together under some rocks, and he uh, crushes the lover to death under a boulder. And so he becomes a herder. And, well, so the the his the lover, Asius, uh, his blood forms a stream beneath the rock, and Galatea turned it into a river. Classic. <laughs> uh, but, but there are some, some things that suggest that maybe some versions of the story actually end happy for, for our, uh. our Cyclops. Friend, I guess, is he in this moment? Is he our friend? Uh, no, 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 yeah, no. Uh, there is a there's a first century art from Pompeii <laughs> that depicts Polyphemus seated on a rock, holding out his hand to receive a love letter from Galatea that is being delivered by winged Cupid riding a dolphin. 
That's pretty great. Why does Wing Cupid need to ride a dolphin? I don't know, but it's probably because he's an extra bitch just like his mama. Oh, yeah, 100% Eros was just a fucking extra son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. So that's a... That's an interesting one. That was the unexpected sympathetic villain backstory that Polyphemus had that I had no idea. That's pretty great, honestly. Right? Right. So, uh, now we get to the part where we talk about modern things. Modern things. And uh, as we were discussing beforehand, it seems that you and I took very different approaches to this. Yeah. I, inspired by the, the sympathetic villain remix and also by the presence of Tyson, our one cool Cyclops friend. Yeah. I dove into monster friend theme. Yeah. And I went, and I figured like, all right, we'll just talk about Cyclopses in so, general. You know, things, because Cyclops, Cyclops are pretty Cyclops. often, we see them pretty frequently. See, that's honestly, like, that's why it's like straight away from, you see them all the time, but I like, have never encountered a Cyclops take that I thought was like, huh, how interesting. Except for like Tyson. Oh, that's fair. But DJ, you, you did research. You have, I would please share some of your Cyclopses with us. So the main one is the one that I'm from, uh, you know, Assassin's Creed Odyssey with yep. Kythera. Mm -hmm. Polyphemus himself actually does show up. Not surprising. You go, go through and you, to get to him, you have to get an ability to be able to knock down a rocks that's just like fallen. And then you fight him and you can actually get to that area before, but you can't fight him until you get this ability. Mm-hmm. And it's cool because, like, you can show up there and you hear thunding, like, pounding on walls and just shit like that. Oh. And, uh, like, like, roars coming from within there. And you're like, oh, weird. Whatever. And so you just continue on your way until you get to him. And obviously, Cyclops' eye is the weakness. Mm -hmm. And you've got to shoot at it with arrows. It's a bitch of a fight. I can imagine. If you are not, if you're like under low, I guess like Polyphemus is not, like he's a whatever, like there's another Cyclops that you can get to right out the gate. Ooh. He's a bitch of a fight because if you're not, if you're not like over leveled a bit, you won't kill him. Mm, okay. <laughs> it sucks. There's the two Cyclops in those and like, it's like, they're fun. Uh, there is a Cyclops in Dragon's Dogma, which I've been playing and that game is fucking awesome. Uh, it's whole like it's just an action RPG, but it's like main mechanic that I think is really cool is you can climb your enemies. Mm. So like an enemy is like the towering size of a building. You can get on him and just start slashing away and climb up it. And the Cyclops shows up, so you can get on him and start slashing at his eye. That's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. And then uh well I've been talking for a bit. Why don't we just go back there's, and forth for a bit? Well, there's a Cyclops and Hercules, the Disney movie. Yeah, that's what I was gonna put. <laughs> figured we were just gonna go back and forth. No, I just suddenly like, oh, there's that one. He's there's that one. He's an image. Yeah, he's, he's a, a he's a sight. Couldn't quite understand the anatomy of him. If I'm it's being just, real with you, he's I supposed see to be him. a titan, right? I I guess. Because they're all <laughs> yeah, they're all the supposed to be titan. I, I guess I feel like that's just like one one of those weird throwaway things we saw in that movie. Yeah, it's know? like oh, it should be a cyclops, but it's like oh, that doesn't make sense. And also like of all, as I said earlier, of all the the the, the pre-Olympian creatures to get imprisoned. Cyclopses were not one of them. No. Which is uh, why I, I thought it was interesting. So there's one thing in, in the Ryanverse that Cyclopses that can do that I could not find any reference to in, in Greek mythology. I don't know if this is something I just couldn't track down or if it's like something that came up with whole cloth as plot. Cyclopses can mimic voices. Yeah, that was a thing. Mimic, mimic voices that they've never even heard before. Because... 
the we get in Sea of Monsters, Annabeth doesn't like Tyson. She doesn't like him. She's really uncomfortable around him. We find out why later. We find out it's because when she was seven, on the run, trying to get to Camp Half-Blood with, like, Talia and Luke and Grover, they got caught in a Cyclops' lair. And they all got separated, and the Cyclops is mimicking their voices. Like, Talia thought she was going to go save Luke. Luke thought he was going after Annabeth. Annabeth thought she was chasing Talia. All around. And then everyone gets captured except for, like, little seven-year-old Annabeth. She managed to creep in, and she finds, like, all of her friends are, like, tied up, strung up, like, about to be eaten for dinner. And she's sneaking, and the Cyclops turns around and then starts speaking to her in her father's voice. That was weird. Which is the part I think is weird, because, like, I get him being able to mimic the voices of people you he heard. The dad's voice is always one that I thought was weird. That means that there's, like, psychic stuff. There's psychic stuff going on. Like, but it was weird, because we see Tyson pull that trick later when he's, like, they're trying to hear, like, you know, they're all in Princess Andromeda, and, like, Luke is talking evil plans. So Tyson can hear them better, so he's letting him know what he's hearing. He's mimicking the voices while doing so, but it freaks yeah. Annabeth out. Um, anyway, Annabeth stabs the Cyclops and is able to, like, get Talia free, and she saves the day because she's the daughter of Zeus. But because of that delay, uh, all the forces of the underworld that were after them caught up to them yeah. and so uh talia had to fight them off as they reached camp half-blood because otherwise they weren't going to get to the big house and that's how talia dies and becomes and zeus turns her into a tree it's a whole thing yep it is a whole so, thing it's pretty great so yeah so we get this thing where like psych it's it's weird because cyclopses are monsters yep they're from tartarus yes when they die they turn to dust they go back to tartarus tell where yep. they reform but Tyson is a baby Cyclops who yes. was born very recently and abandoned yes. in New York City. Yep. So, like, we have this thing, and we know that, like, the Cyclopses make Zeus's weapons. And at the end of Cy- Sea of Monsters, Tyson is invited by Poseidon to go work in the forges down there with the other Cyclopses. And he's like, it's a great internship. Good for you, buddy. You are yeah. so <laughs> proud of you. Have fun, man. But it, it, it it's this weird thing that is not properly addressed, I feel like. We're in... Monsters are bad. Yes. But Tyson's not. Yep. So why do other monsters get that opportunity? Because we get, we get later on, we get I Ella think... the Harpy, who's the like only nice Harpy. And then we get in Trial of Apollo, Sarah, with five S's. Yeah. The, 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 the snake I think lady. it's all about circumstances and what those monsters have been through and what they've been doing. Right. We see Tyson, as as you said, he's a baby Cyclops. The circumstances that he's been through, he's been bullied his mm-hmm. whole life. He doesn't like that. He doesn't like being bullied. And so, and like, who knows? Like, if a human didn't find this fucking child mm-hmm. uh, and be like, oh, well, let's get you some help and put him into a school. Where he met Percy. Where he met Percy. Like, had he just been in the sewers, been bullied all of his life, he probably would become a dick. That's, see, that's an interesting thing. So again, it applies that, like, the monsters are like this because the system failed them. I mean, it's it's because also just, like, I don't know if... Because, I mean, obviously not every Cyclops is bad since they're all working in a forge with Poseidon mm-hmm. and the gods. And Hephaestus likes Cyclopses. Yeah, they're useful. They're useful. He likes them. That's why like, Zeus likes Cyclopses because yeah. they're useful. Yeah, and it's like, they're just like, whatever. It's like, so clearly they're not all inherently bad. Polyphemus we has just had like bad experiences and was also just a dick to start. Yeah, which is well, because Polyphemus is living on the island where the Cyclopses were given to live by Zeus. Yeah. So his whole thing is like like sometimes like sometimes and it, it, it kind of, when you know that it could be more commentary on like, you know, people have like sometimes you have trauma and it can turn you this way, but sometimes people are just dicks. And this is true. I just yeah. feel like it's not a theme that's well explored. 
Yeah. In in the books. And I think that's pretty common for when you have stories where it's like the one nice monster. It's not explored how like, well, if this person, if they have the opportunity to like be more than their circumstances, grow and find hope and fight for good. Why, why are we not like the heroes very rarely ever consider? Could we offer that to others? I mean, we, we also do see that with, uh, I'm going a little ahead, Bob, the Titan and Mrs. O'Leary. <gasps> We see that. Like, sure, Bob got his memories erased. Yeah, Bob got it straight. His memories erased. He got his memories, but then he remembered his memories and was like, I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. That guy sucked. Right. I like Bob way fucking more. Yeah. And, and because, so he, because he had the, the opportunity. Yeah. And so it's like, I mean, yeah, if he never got his mind erased, then he would have just been like, continued to have been. That's that story from the demigod thing I was telling you about earlier. That's, uh, that's, that's what it was. It, yeah, that's that's what happens in it. That's okay. what it's that, that's why I was like because I just literally went through all of these and I'm like, when did this happen? Yeah, it's again? wild. It's so we will talk about it later. But it's so wild that like this major character in the series is like, if you didn't read this like one anthology book that came out right in between like the penultimate and the final book of the first series, you don't know who this person is. Yeah. Like, when I first read through I'm like, yeah, it's just a thing that happened. <laughs> I definitely, when I first read through it, thought, like, yeah, this happened in The Last Olympian, sure. Yeah, I was like, like, I believe it. Wait, there's, there's a lot that happened in that book. I might have just fucking somehow missed it. Although I don't remember them going to the underworld. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Uh, yeah, so I just I just think it's, it's one of those things where I, I like the commentary of not if you're not born evil. Yeah. Which essentially, but in the Percy Jackson series, monsters are. I think it depends happen, on the, like, the circumstances of your birth. Right, sometimes. right. It's like they're, oh, the Cyclops is there from Tartarus, but like, so what is what happens well, clearly, to Tyson? Clearly not what, all what, Cyclops if, what if Tyson died Tartarus, in battle? Though. Clearly, not all Cyclops are from uh, Tartarus, though. Like, is it like before? Is it the first time they were killed? They went to the underworld through the proper channels, and they just got sent to Tartarus, or is it like, and then they come back, and that's why they dust? So if Cy- so if Tyson is stabbed, would he dust, or would he like, would they have a body to bury? I think Tyson, I'm pretty sure they dust. But he was born. Yeah, and so was, like, a bunch of other monsters. They yeah, were but all like, born. But, like, the Gorgons aren't, like, born again. They're just, like, reformed from Tartarus. Well, yeah. Well, like, that's the thing, right? Is that it's not, like, Tartarus doesn't specifically birth monsters. I mean, he has. I, mean, he I has think that's what past. it's called. Yeah. He, he, he but, like... When a monster dies and gets dusted, I don't think that it's a birthing. I think it's just a reforming of monsters. That's what everybody okay, they're calls re- it. Right. Okay, they're, re- they're reforming. That's not a birth. But Tyson was born. Tyson was born. Yeah, and so was probably like a bunch of other people, not from specifically Tartarus, okay. but from like a normal circumstance from another god. Yeah. Uh, and uh, nymph or whatever. And like they get dusted and then it's like, oh. Well. Yeah. That's, so that sucks. Yeah. Like okay, Tyson was sucks. born. So maybe maybe we, if Tyson had died before, like he became, he met Percy and came back, he would have been evil because he's like, "Oh, this is Tartarus. This sucks." Is and that then come back? So we're saying it's the system and it is the cycle that constantly creates people in pain and trauma, trying to lashing out the world because they have experienced pain, and we need to change the system. 
Damn it, it's the gods. Oh, yeah, it is the gods. It's the gods. And, and it's specifically like primordial gods, right? Yeah, 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 Gaia, a, Tartarus, fucking Bruno. There's got to be a better way to do this. I think we've definitely uh, veered into like lore territory, so we should probably leave this for Owen and through the mist <laughs> to get back to. Let's get into my list. So yeah. I have characters who are very much like kind of like monster friend, quote unquote, because that's the best way I could think of describing it, where it's like, Every one of this race is a monster, but here's the exception. Yeah. Right? Like, and, it, and not, this is different than you think the race is monster, but then you find out that they're just creatures acting on instinct. Or they just look scary. No, like, they're no, not the dragons the, from How to it, Train Your Dragon or the, the, the creatures from Animorphs. Yeah. It's the it's the orcs from Lord of the Rings with Ratbag as your ex- exception. You've never met Ratbag. He was in the shadow of... Uh, there World. it is. I was like, is this a video game thing? Yeah, yeah. I've watched Rat- the extended editions. Yeah. Ratbag comes around. Like, this is like, I think before Lord of the Rings is supposed to end. Like, the I think events. I think so, yeah. And so, like, Ratbag comes around. And Ratbag helps you. It was like, is an inside agent. You help Ratbag climb the ranks of generalship. And he's like, no, I'll give you fucking information that you want. Love Ratbag. He's great. So, yes, kind of like that. <laughs> Here we are back at Supernatural. Yeah. There was a, this is like a little pushing it. There was like a whole race of fae. Like the monsters in Supernatural tend to be like always chaotic evil, especially the fae. Mm-hmm. But there's like, the fae are just yeah. fucking chaotic entities. Oh, yes, they are. But um, there was this one race of fae that were basically like children's imaginary friends who would like help kids and guide them along. And then when the kid got too old to see them, they'd go to another child. Uh-huh. Um, and I thought like, okay, that's worth mentioning. But the specific one that I had from Supernatural was this one episode where there was this, there was like a serial killer killing the people and taking their organs. Uh-huh. And they're very much like, oh, it's a ghoul. Because that's what ghouls do. We've met ghouls in the past. Ghouls killed the brother's half-brother and his whole family. <laughs> it's fucked up. And then the angels resurrected him so Michael could possess him. This show, I tell you what. So we, we do the thing. We do the hunt. Uh, Dean finds out, oh... Um, he notices, like, it's all dudes getting killed. He's like, okay, so maybe it's a woman, maybe some sort of temptress or whatever. Okay, we find out it's a ghoul who's, she works as a nurse, and they, they need to heat, eat human organs. They can't eat anything else. Yeah. She usually steals organs from the morgue. Her child was sick mm. and needed fresh, fresh organs, or they weren't going to get better. Okay. So she... Was like you know luring out men by being alone in a park at nighttime and killing the men who attacked her. Ah, and that's so she. I'm like kind of like okay, yeah, no, you had to do, you had to do, you had to do. I'm not saying anything, but yes. So there you have like okay, the one good like her motives. Yeah, Dean lets her go, and I always liked that, and I thought it was cool. But of course, they couldn't just end the episode there. Sam finds out what happens, and then he goes and kills the mom because she's a monster, and they all have to be killed, Dean, in mm. front of her son. That's pretty rough. Who he lets live, and is like, this sounds like I'm, and the son who will now definitely grow up and, and be resentful. Be resent- definitely gonna kill a bunch of humans. Definitely oh, yeah. gonna like her mom who's trying to raise her child to be like peaceful and just try to exist in this world that's not built for them. So that, yeah, that's pretty rough. Yeah, I was like, I really liked that episode until the end, and I was like, oh, God, fucking damn it, Supernatural, you just couldn't resist. Yeah, it seems like Supernatural's got its issues. Yeah, not not very good at a, that aspect yeah. of anything, really. Danny Phantom. 
Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom. So yeah, uh, talking about the box ghost. <laughs> box ghost is pretty great. Uh, specifically, there's there's an episode wherein the the ghost of the Dairy King, like freeze, like Danny gets trapped and he frees him, and he's like, "Hey, not all ghosts are evil. A lot of us just want to be left alone." Because Danny's like, "All ghosts are bad. All ghosts are terrible." Because because I mean, the ghosts he, the the... ghost he's encountered have been fucking tormenting his life yeah. just this whole time. So I don't blame him for believing that. But I, mean, I think it's, that episode's important to highlight, like, dude, no, you need to see beyond. Like, you can't view... Yeah. Yes, you were dealing with this because you're a superhero and these are your villains. But you can't view everyone as a villain just because... Batman yeah. can't go around punching all birthday clowns just because the Joker. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think... Oh! Hey, here's from the bonus episode. Flame Princess for Adventure Time. Yeah. The only... Apparently all of Flame Citizens are evil. Well, not all of them. There are some lesser evil. Oh, lesser evil. <laughs> is Flame Princess lesser evil or is she the exception? Uh, no, she's lesser evil. Oh, cool, Like, cool. that's the thing, right? It's, it's just okay, like... So, never, so not Flame Princess, and I remember Yeah, well, it's just like... She is definitely influenced by Finn, so she is no longer evil. But mm-hmm. that was because she was influenced by Finn. Not because she just wanted to be good. The Flame King himself is like, dude, she's evil. <laughs> this is the Flame King. They're like, no, that my daughter is fucking evil. <laughs> but, but, okay, so like, earlier she's like, oh, she was influenced by Finn. She doesn't want to be good or anything. She's just because she was influenced by Finn is why she's not true evil. But like, like you were saying earlier, that's Tyson. He was, yeah, influenced, he was influenced by, by Percy. Percy. And also, like, also we met Tyson. He's a sweetheart. Yeah. That may have been like crushed out of him in time if he hadn't had the opportunity to get out of like the system. But you know, yeah. Uh, speaking of Finn. The Star Wars sequel trilogy. <laughs> like, that's that's a big one where you have, you know, FN 2187. Yeah. It's the you know, defector stormtrooper who frees Poe Dameron yeah. and runs off and, and joins the rebels and mentions the fact that, yeah, most stormtroopers are were child soldiers kidnapped when they were probably, like, toddlers. Yeah. I mean, we do see, like, other uh, stormtroopers, though. Yeah, I was going to say. Other defective stormtroopers that, like, got off the beaten path in the Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah. That's that's where I was in. So it's like, but it's like weird that it's like for the rest of 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 Force mm. Awakens and then also Last Jedi, we don't talk about that. And then all the heroes, including Finn, are just super fine with gunning down stormtroopers. I just, I feel like Finn just was like a squandered character a little bit. So they all were. I'm going to say they so I got a lot of opinions. But yeah, that's that's one element where you're like, that's where I was saying earlier. It's like, here we have a character who proves that the, not every one of their their group is evil, is villainous. Why do we not take that and supplant them? And then you're right. They, they do in Rise of Skywalker, you meet the other like group of stormtroopers who defected. And it's like, oh, you heard the call of the force. But also, we're not really going to address this. And it just happened, like, we happened to shove it in there, but we didn't really, It was really, the like, call of the force that drug? Kind of, yeah, I, we heard I the force. I feel like that's a weird cop-out. I mean, it's Star Wars. And I think I know Finn it's Star also, Wars, like, but has it's a like, moment where he's like... The so, force we clearly see also has just a bad side. The yeah, dark it's called side. the dark side of the force. Like, yeah, it's not... It's not specifically It's not light. benevolent. The, the it's force a, is not good or evil. It's a thing. It's an energy that it's surrounds energy. us, that penetrates us. Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's a thing, and it's not inherently good or inherently evil. It's how people determine how they want to use it, essentially. Yes, yeah. So it's weird. But uh, that was, that was, that was, that was like, another thing where it's like, I put on this as I said, because it's like, not, like... Finn is basically your monster friend as yeah, a stormtrooper. Okay, because he's a stormtrooper, but now we're BFF. Because Finn is great. Because yes. Finn is great and he deserved more. They all did. 
Yeah, oh yeah, 100%. Every character in that show, I believe, deserved way more. It was so bad. Ridiculous. Rose Tico deserves so much more. There was a lot. But... And so they, they they try to like it's like you mentioned like we talked about like the stormtroopers and they're not all bad like everyone but it's like it, it's such a squandered plotline I think in a lot of these things like I would like yeah I wish we could see more in like the Ryan verse of like more of that like these creatures exist here too like the monsters exist here too like mm-hmm. the cyclopses like they all have opportunities like wouldn't it be cool to have seen more monsters fight with the demigods like all in the, in the last like olympian all these final battles like the monsters always side with the villains i mean we do except see except like the, one or two uh 100 armed ones do join the fight yeah though the last one gaia yeah they do but like yeah gaia wronged them yeah why don't we have, why can't we see anybody like, throwing their lot in with the demigods like was it gaia no that was that oh, he was in he was in the he was titans he was in, he was the, in the titans War. yeah so it just I, I was looking, I was trying to find an example I that think, I liked of, of, I think, a show that did that well. I think the reason that a lot of monsters sided with the Titans and Gaia is because the Titans and Gaia directly, essentially, wanted the downfall of humans. Mm-hmm. And at this point, monsters do too. Yeah, and that's that's why it's not, Okay, it's, it's like, yeah, it, it's weird because it's like oh, having like one or two outliers doesn't show that people can be good or evil regardless of their upbringing. You choose that. It shows that this race is evil and these two are the exceptions. Yeah. And that's a bummer. So I was trying to find an example of, like, when you have the outlier who is the ally, who is good, who wants to be more than, like, their their culture's corruption, and is able to extend that to the rest of their people. And I could only find one example where I thought that was done very, very clearly. How to train your dragon. <laughs> no, because no, how to train your dragon falls under... The dragons were never monstrous. They were just creatures that were misunderstood by the Vikings. That's fair. Minus Thorax from My Little Pony Friendship is Magic. I don't... The Changeling. I have not seen... I don't I, I don't remember them. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So. I didn't see anything past season three, essentially. Oh, okay. Yeah, I watched almost all of it. So you... season three, then the Equestria Girl movies, and then I started on... No, I did watch season four. Wait. I watched a bit of season four, not in the entirety. I have no idea where the fuck it's at anymore. So, did did you get to the Changelings? No. I mean, I, 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 knew, crystal... I knew of the Changelings. Right, you got to the, the Crystal... Yeah, I knew of the Changelings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so Thorax is just a little change. Like, they look like the Changelings. Look up a picture. It's they look the same. They look like yeah. they're not very. The changelings all look the same because they're a horde. They're yes. a horde villain. Yep. But after you know you have Queen Chrysalis is like defeated and banished away. There's this one changeling who's like, I don't want to hang out because they they feed off of love and so they're parasitic mm-hmm. and everybody hates them. But Thorax is like, but they can also shapeshift because they're changelings. So he shapeshifts and he actually befriends Spike. And Spike finds out he's a changeling, but they're friends, and it's cool. And then everybody else finds out it's a whole thing back and forth. Like, changelings can't be good, and Queen Chrysalis is trying to rise up again. And Thorax is like, I want to stop her, because other changelings don't want this either. They're just doing this because she's making us. Like, because we have to, because she's our ruler. We don't have any other choice, but, like, I, Thorax is like, I believe that we could be more if if she wasn't in charge. If we didn't have to follow this leader, if we had choice, changelings would choose to be good. So they, like... Overthrow Queen Chrysalis, and then Thorax becomes the new uh, changeling king, and this is what he looks like after that. 
Hell yeah. Because <laughs> friendship is fucking magic. Now he looks like a fairy prince, essentially. He's like a rainbow, Holy like, shit. sparkly fairy, like, fairy, like, stag. stag Holy shit. In, in <laughs> and, and all of the, the changelings end up looking like that. Like, they end all get their, they all, now they look like they belong, they, they're longer, like, black and not, well, not black, but, you know, like, black rotting and, and decrepit. Yeah. They all have like bright colors and hues, and they all have distinctness. Yeah. And they all have uniqueness and personality, not just a horde anymore. Yeah. And so that was like the one time where you have, hey, our our one good, the the one good the the one good monster friend actually extends it into, but maybe all of these monsters have the capability of choosing. Yeah. Like we don't to do, do kindness. <laughs> yeah, maybe they don't have to be just a horde always <clears throat> evil. Yeah. And so, yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing. It's, that just, I thought was really cool. I don't know what to tell you. That's all, that's all <laughs> I have at the end of that one. Later on, they had, so there's the one changeling who doesn't ever want to, like, couldn't be with the rest because they're still holding out, but they end up like, friendship is magic, bitches. <laughs> but yeah, I just, like, like I want to be evil. Yeah, so, like, My Little Pony has come up a lot recently. Oh, that's fair. But I think it's applicable, especially in this context. For, no, yeah. For Little the Pony of... does have like that kind of theme too. We see it every t- like a lot, mm-hmm. like with uh, adult dragons. Like, yeah, sure, we got Spike, but he's a baby dragon. But we see adult dragons come along and be like, yeah, we're like not too evil. Yeah, we're not just dragons. We're just kind of big and cumbersome. We set things on fire, but like we breathe fire. We can't help yeah, it. So what do you want? What do you but, want to do about it? <laughs> yeah, that's. I'm trying to think of another Cyclops so I can get us back on, like, this episode was supposed to be about Cyclops and Polyphemus. Um, no, that's right. I mean, the only other Cyclops I can think of right now is Leela because I've been watching uh, Futurama. Oh, yeah. She's a Cyclops. She is a Cyclops. And it's really interesting because I've been... What do you got? Oh, I was going to say, but, like, isn't it because of, like... Is it because she's from a race of Cyclops or is it because, like, she just happens to have one eye because... She is a mutant. That is, that is spoilers. Sorry, I guess I should have said that for Futurama stuff. Okay. That is a spoiler. The whole time we're thinking, oh, she's an alien from a race of Cyclops. Come to find out, no, she's a mutant that had her, like, her parents are also mutants that live <laughs> underneath the city because there's a whole race of right, mutants. Right, yeah. And so they sent their daughter up because she's like, out of all mutants, the most normal looking one and could mm-hmm. pass is just an alien. So they wanted her to have like, like maybe a, better have life, a better life. A better life. So they sent her up to the surface to be like, you live a better life. And so like, yeah. I'm like, that's a crazy twist Whoa. that I wouldn't have fucking saw coming. That's a and lot. I've, I've, dude, I've heard so much shit about fucking Futurama and just being like heavy. And I'm like, I want to watch it. Yeah, it's it's probably it's probably really good. I mean not probably, like I'd yeah, yeah. probably be a really good watch experience is what I meant. Yeah. Also, like, Joe DiMaggio. It's the voice of Bender was the voice of Nick yeah. the Dog. We're doing a lot I of Adventure so Time much. recently. Uh, I've, I mean, I've got nothing. I've got, like, one more thing. Yeah, go ahead. This is about Cyclopses in general. And I, I could not, like, properly corroborate this with the sources, but... X-Men Cyclops. <laughs> yeah, X-Men Cyclops, who just shoots, like, one laser beam, and for some reason, like, that's... Shoots his, laser beams from his I mean, eyes. Laser eye. Because Laser Eye was not as cool of a name as Cyclops, but Gazer Havoc, his brother, Gazer Bean. <laughs> God, I love Incredibles. Yeah, the, the possible origin. Where did this myth come from? What perhaps inspired the myth of, like, the one-eyed Cyclops? And um, it was a, the theory proposed by a paleontologist, Athenio Abel, in 1914, suggested that, like, maybe the, the fossil skulls of, of, of dwarf elements found in that area, like an extinct race of like 
kind of like small woolly mammoths. If you've seen the, the skull of an elephant, it's got one big hole in the middle where the trunk would go. Yeah, probably. It looks like a giant eye socket. Uh, I can't say if that's legitimate. I would believe it. <laughs> Honestly, like... That seemed cool enough just to throw in there. It's like, here's a fun fact. One theory that scholars have for the origin of the Cyclops myth is mammoth skulls. Mammoth skulls. I mean, and yeah, that's something that I could believe people saying that. I mean, as we've seen, like, our theories on how dinosaurs are represented are probably not true. Oh, right? yeah. Like, we look at this thing. We don't really know what it looks like. We but don't yeah. know. Like, there could be a ton of feathers, as we as people are saying probably nowadays. Feathers. They found fossilized feathers. Yeah, there you point. go. And, yeah. yeah, so, like, a bunch of feathers. Or it's, like... What do they sound a, like? What do they sound like? A T-Rex could be more like a hippo than a lizard, right? Where it has just a ton of fucking fat what on it. they purred? Yeah, exactly. Like, not, like, purr like a cat, but kind of had that purr sound. Yeah. Like, and, like... That would be fucking Who terrifying. knows? It's like, like, if I'm an ancient dude... And I see a big fucking, like, a skull. And from the skulls that I've seen, eye sockets. But it's got a big one right where the face is supposed to go. I'm like... Obviously, big one eye. That was a big dude with one eye. That's incredible. Wow. Yeah. And I had never seen an elephant before. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a big dude with an eye. Yeah. Cool. I'm glad you like that, DJ. I almost yeah. didn't mention it. But I'm like, oh, I think DJ would like this. I'm not throwing this in there at the end. It's just fun. Yeah. So, cool. That's Dave Davis. Thanks for being my monster friend. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and a you know, big shout out to all of our monster friends especially our god tier level page oh we don't have to say that here because we say it in the outro yeah. well a big shout out to all of our monster friends aka our dazzling wonderful unique listeners who bring so much to the table in all of your special ways mm. I know now we sound like an after school special yeah. but we appreciate you guys so much thank you so much for listening mm-hmm. uh, yep. we'll be back on Tuesday the 26th to talk about the golden fleece the Golden Fleece. And is that the last one? That will be... We will have one more. Right, the recap. Uh, just the recap. Just the whole... We're going to do a whole episode just dedicated to the Odyssey. And uh, DJ, that's going to be our last episode that's of season be two. Sea of Monsters last episode. Mm-hmm. That's been... Fuck me. <laughs> wild, wild year, this, but like... Why does, this season was way longer than the Lightning Thief. <laughs> I, I think it just felt longer. I don't know if it actually was longer. I don't know. We're, hey, DJ, when this episode comes out, do you know what it is? Our birthday. It's our broadcast birthday. Yeah. I'm sure we probably mentioned that in the, the camp store recording we did, but uh, I don't know. We're recording right now, and it's way in the past, but thinking about it being like our, our one-year proper anniversary of, of doing the pod. Of whole well, yeah. Of uploading it. Yeah, of uploading we, the we pod. Started, we uh, started recording in, in September. September. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. Of it being real. Of it being yeah. a real thing in the world that other people can interact with and enjoy, like our listeners. Like you, you guys. Right now. I appreciate yeah. you. Thank you so much. We will be back in your ears in two weeks. Have a good one. And until then, don't be like Zeus. Don't be like Zeus. Podcast of Poseidon is created and hosted by Darian and DJ Smart. It's edited by Darian Smart. The show is produced by Darian and DJ Smart, as well as... Tim O'Connor, the Crystal Con Man. Our music is Athens Festival by Martin Hain. And our cover art is by Audrey Miller. You can find her on Instagram at bombshellnutshellart. Like the show? Ready for more? Support Podcast of Poseidon on Patreon. Just $1 gets you exclusive bonus content. Find out more at patreon.com slash podcast of Poseidon. Can't spare the drachmas? You can support the show by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or by sharing us with your friends. Find all of our episodes and episode transcripts at podcastofposeidon.com. Thanks for listening. 